This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, uh, moving on. Interesting uh, new forecast released today by the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers. And obviously a lot of Albertans are, are nervous, apprehensive about what the future holds for our oil industry. It's been a rough couple of years. And we see on the pipelines uh, a lot of opposition to new pipeline capacity, which is certainly going to be needed. Uh, so the new forecast of the 2017 crude oil forecast markets and transportation report from CAP finds that Canada will need more pipelines built through to 2030 to transport an additional 1.3 million barrels per day of oil sands productions to markets across North America and around the world. Joining us to talk more about this report, pleased to welcome the program, Tim McMillan, president of the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers. Tim, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. Well, more at cap.ca, by the way. People can read the, the report for themselves there. So uh, this, this is forecasting growth, both in, in the short term and the long term for Alberta's oil sands. Yeah, that's right. Um, we expect that Canadian production is going to grow to about 5.5 million barrels a day by 2030. And that's about uh, 1.3 million barrels a day more than we're producing right now. And what's driving that then? Um, uh, global demand continues to increase. Uh, Canada has world-class assets. Um, if there's a secondary message here, however, it's that that growth is going to slow, that we're going to grow in the oil sands by about 5% between now and 2020, and then it backs off to just 2% growth from there out to 2030. And what's the reason for that? Um, right now, there's a, a bit of a divide between investments in Canada and elsewhere. Canada is... Uh, We've got some uncertainty around our climate file. We've got a divergence in regulatory and policy um, costs between Canada and the U.S. They're lowering corporate taxes. We've raised them both provincially and federally. And uh, I think that uh, we have an opportunity to get more clarity on, on some of our files, which maybe can position us better into the future. With regard to the price of oil, uh, it's been a rough couple of years, driven in large part by the, the collapse in the price of oil. Uh, just when it seems like we're seeing some recovery, things seem to, to flatten out a little bit. We seem stuck at that $50 a barrel mark. What, what do we need to see, and what does this report expect that we will see? You know, this, I guess for Canada, we don't want to look at the day-to-day price of oil. We look into the medium and longer term and a fairly steady increase of global demand. And Canada has the opportunity to be a increasingly important player on the global markets. And 90% of that demand growth is coming from two countries, India and China. And that's why the approvals of Trans Mountain and the having Energy East working through the regulatory process are so important for Canada to position itself for continual growth, regardless of what the price does. Well, but I mean, the price matters, right? I mean, that's going to drive a lot of the investment and activity here, isn't it? Absolutely. I think the price matters globally. And over the last two years, we've seen global capital expenditure pull back. Now that the prices come back up to the mid-40s or $50 a barrel, we're seeing globally capital coming back into the market. And some of that is coming to Canada. We, uh, we want to ensure, however, that uh, we get our fair share of that uh, global capital. So how do we do that? I think uh, a few things. I think Canada is a expensive place to do business. Um, that um, right now we have seen even over the last two years, 
capital that otherwise might have come to Canada going down into Texas and the Permian Basin. So we need to build pipelines to make ourselves more attractive, and we need to get our costs and regulatory system as efficient as absolutely possible. Well, how does that apply to carbon pricing then, for example, and other environmental policies? Yeah, you know, that's a very important part of it. Um, For an example, we partnered with Mexico and the United States on having a harmonized methane policy that uh, we all set a target of 45%. Since the change in government in the U.S., the U.S. has said, we're not going to make these changes. Uh, There's a cost to that. There's an expense to that. Uh, Canada said, we are going to continue through. Um, And that's fine. Uh, We can do it. Canada has the technology and the environmental high standards to to make these changes. But over time, these incremental costs build up and become like weight in a backpack. Well, that's that's an interesting way to look at it. Let's talk about pipelines. How important is it then that we have the capacity to, to move product? It's been one of our biggest challenges over the last few years, and uh, today we are at capacity. We have about 4 million barrels a day of takeaway capacity, and we've filled 4 million barrels. Over the past year, we've seen rail car shipments go up by about 40%, and uh, that's really been the, the swing exporter for us. When pipelines have gotten full in the past, the, the rails pick up the slack, and they're doing it again now. I think there's there's a lot of pessimism out there, a lot of cynicism even, Tim, when we talk about these issues, that, that uh, as much as a lot of people see the need and the importance uh, of pipelines is just the belief that there's too much opposition or they're going to do whatever it takes and the politicians are too willing to cave to all of this. People aren't optimistic that we're going to get these projects built. You know, I think we should take nothing for granted, and these are big nation-building projects and take a a lot of work. But uh, right now, I'm feeling quite confident. We are very well positioned that the federal government and the National Energy Board have both approved Northern Gateway Line 3 expansion and Keystone XL. Um, The first one to be under construction will be Kinder Morgan, and the Prime Minister, as recently as last week, has reaffirmed his support for that. Um, There's conditions on that, and Kinder Morgan is working through to get those conditions met. So, though no project is easy, and there will be those that oppose it. Um, having the Prime Minister and the Government of Canada and the majority of Canadians supporting it, I think, positions it very well. There was a report recently, we've talked about future demand. There was a report out of California recently that was getting a lot of attention, suggested that even by 2030, perhaps as much as 90% or even 95% of uh, car miles in the United States will be uh, autonomous and electric, uh, therefore casting a big drop-off in, in demand for oil by 2030. What's your sense of, of where things are going on, on the technology side and how it might impact demand for oil over the next 15 years? Yeah, no, technology is is a great thing. It has allowed us to really revolutionize our business and the way we produce energy and produce oil and gas. Um, I think that it's safe to expect we will see more autonomous vehicles. We will see more electric, most certainly in the United States and probably Europe. But the International Energy Agency, which is one of the experts in this field, predicts that demand for crude oil is going to continue to increase and fairly substantially globally. Um, They peg India and China as the two biggest growth markets. So if you take that study, whether it's dead on or not, I think that it's telling us a story that Canada needs to diversify its customer base and East and West uh, are going to be priorities for us. 
All right. Well, as mentioned, more at uh, cap.ca. Tim, thanks so much for joining us here today. Appreciate it. I appreciate your time. All right. Thank that's uh, Tim McMillan. He is president of the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers, cap.ca again. Uh, so we're going to need more pipelines, they say. We've got to move this product. We're going to have to move it one way or another. But pipelines are the safest and most efficient way to do so. So 2016, Canadian oil production was 3.85 million barrels per day. They expect that to grow to 5.1 million barrels per day by 2030. So the rate of growth is expected to slow somewhat, but it is still going to be growth. And we are going to need that pipeline capacity. Are we going to get it? Again, I think we need it. I'm hopeful that we'll see it, but I understand why some people are, are cynical or pessimistic about it. 403-974-TALK is our number here today. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.